Hey, what's going on everybody? It's Frank Sell. Frank Sell, host of Armored Up Man, the podcast. And here's what we are here for. Here's what we're doing tonight. Um, man, we're going to have our first guest on the show, on the podcast. So if you're listening to this, this is also being recorded live on our Facebook page. Um, and so I'm going to go in here and get this shared out to my page and see if we can invite our guest in here in just a second here. Um, so man, what this is all about, what this show is all about is welcome to manhood. Who's thinking? Are you thinking? Um, and so I used to say that was, a, that was a process, that was a saying that I developed, um, but it's more correct to say that's a process and a saying that developed me. Um, so we go to you know, quite a few different uh, entrepreneur events, different things around the country throughout the year. And what's fun about that is we actually get to meet the people um, that we, we get to meet on social media. And so it's actually taking, taking it a step further from just simply being a Facebook connection, a Facebook name, to actually getting to meet people in person. Um, and that is awesome. That is just freaking awesome. Uh, so, why that's cool tonight? I'm sorry if I'm I'm sputtering along here. I am trying to find out how to share this real quick to our guest. Um, oh, that'd be why. So okay. There we go. Get her sent off to the right place. So I guess the cool thing about this is this is going to be an opportunity for me to figure out how to edit a video. So let me go back here in a private message. What's going on, Cody Bartlett? How you doing, brother? I am trying to get this baby dialed in. <clears throat> okay, so we sent that off. Um, so, like I said, I'm Frank Sell. If you don't know who I am, that is who I am. If you're new to this page, um, what we're about, man, we're about equipping men, um, bringing manhood back. That's <laughs> what we like to say. Um, and so, how do we do that? Well, it's a process that I call, who's thinking, are you thinking? Um, and it's something that I went through, uh, going through life, I didn't realize, I didn't know who's thinking I was thinking. I didn't even stop to slow down to figure out why the things um, in my life happened the way they happened. Did. This, you know, the same thing kept happening. It's kind of like, uh, you know, was Albert Einstein, you know, when he talks about, you know, the same, doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. You know, it's kind of like the def definition of insanity. Um, and so what was awesome is uh, we just got our guests in here. So um, what I'm going to do, Kyle, is I'm just going to re-roll in like we're on, the, on a podcast and I want to introduce myself. And then I'm going to ask you some questions uh, about, the thought process, what's going on. Mm, okay. Can you hear me? Yep. I can hear you just fine. Okay. How do I, uh, how do I share this man to my, to my Facebook page? That's a good question. I always have to, uh, have a, a computer or something, another device handy. Okay. Let me see if I can share it to your page. Maybe. Where's my wife when I need her? Kathy, get my laptop. 
there. I think I just shared it to your timeline. Okay. From my yep. computer. There you are. Cool. It shared, man. Appreciate it, buddy. Awesome, man. I appreciate you. Um, so I was just telling everybody what we're doing here, what this is, who I am. I'm Frank Sell. I'm, I'm the founder, whatever the, uh, whatever you want to call it, of Armored Up Man. Um, it's an idea and a, a process uh, that I used to say I, I developed of who's thinking, are you thinking? Mm -hmm. But it's more correct to say that process developed me. Um, kind of when I went around and, and realized that the thinking process that I had been playing out wasn't exactly connected to my heart. And I didn't know what my heart was. I didn't know I had a heart, um, you know? And uh, so when I finally realized that all the chaos, all the stuff around me, all the hurt, all the arguments, all the bullshit, I was, I, everywhere I went there, I was. So that must have meant I had some responsibility for that. Um, and so that's when I, I kind of went through the process of personal development, started growing, and then just step by step, telling these stories, doing these, these videos or podcasts was a way for me to connect with my inner voice, my higher self, to connect with, um, you know, God, the Holy Spirit, and kind of mm -hmm. get in communication with them. It's like, wait a minute, man. It's, you all laid it out for us to play it out. Where, where am I messing up? <laughs> and so that's what's awesome about social media is Kyle and I, we connected. Um, and then this summer we met at an event in Phoenix. And he traded his story with me and I traded my story with him a little bit. And that's something that I have learned is, is our true wealth. It cannot be taken from us. The experiences that we've lived and then understanding those experiences are meant to man, they're meant to refine us, not define us, not going around our whole life saying, oh man, poor me, this is what happened, man, so-and-so, she's such a dumbass, he's such a dumbass, I can't believe how dumb everybody is. Um, no, they're meant to, to, to refine us in the process. Uh, and so I've been watching Kyle on social media and I've been watching his, his stories, the way he's kind of you know, starting to turn that dialogue and I can, I can just, man, I can see it in your eyes, brother, as I'm watching it, that's like, man, I've been. It's hard. It's hard, man. It's really, really hard. Yeah. So, uh, tell tell our audience a little bit, just a little bit about who you are, family. Um, you know, where you're from, what your background is. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I'm Kyle. Um, I'm 28. Um, let's see here. I, uh, I have a beautiful wife. I've been with for now going on what 12 years, and we met back when we were 15 years old. And uh, got together when we were 17. And um, that journey has been a very, very bumpy road. Very many, you know, a lot of lessons, you know, you know, learned. It mm -hmm. took me, oh, uh, what, nine years to, till I finally said I do. Uh -huh. <laughs> right. So, you know, but that was that uncertainty, though, of who I was and, and, and what I wanted in life. It was, it took me that many years of being with that same woman, nine years to, to, to make that commitment to, to figure out who I was and, and to know what I, you know, to what I, to know what I, I truly wanted in a relationship. So and, what did you say, um, kind of like say, figure out who's thinking you're thinking of mm -hmm. actually yeah. owning your own thinking. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Um, I, I take, I live with, I have, you know, my wife we live together. I have, we have three beautiful kids. I also take care of my mother who's uh, has multiple sclerosis and bladder cancer. Mm -hmm. um that also has been a very bumpy road and uh especially since you know she left when i was seven she took mm -hmm. off to colorado my father took custody of me and there was a a, a long period of time in my life to where i didn't have a mom mm -hmm. and um I, you know of course i grew up in multiple step families my dad was married twice so i had multiple siblings multiple cousins different aunts uncles and poof, they were all banished vanished one yeah. day so it, it was a hard lesson to really truly understand what family was and to understand that purpose in life, what was going to complete, like, you know, complete that, that those lost feelings and emotions that I had. Um, and it was to really build my own, to build my own family. Yeah. So um, let's see, other than that, man, uh, 
I love, uh, I'm a crane operator by trade. I'm in the sign business. Um, my work history has been a bumpy road also. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm still kind of on that path of um, where I want to go with all that. But obviously, you know, that, that, that famous saying, you know, to, to find yourself, you have to lose yourself in, in the service of others. And that's kind of where I've really found myself at. And I think my, you know, your mess is, your mess is your message. And I deal with depression and suicide. Mm-hmm. You know, at 14, I was actually locked in a mental hospital uh, for attempting suicide. And a lot of it came from a young kid wanting his mom and his stepmother was um, a piece of shit, excuse me. But she was, she despised my mother. She always put my mother down. She controlled my father mm-hmm. of when my mom showed up, you know, five minutes past six o'clock, you know, you're not allowed to go see your mom. I remember chasing my mother down the street as she was driving away. I just wanted to be with my mom. That's all I wanted. Yeah. So um, it, it kind of took a toll on me emotionally. And one day I just said, yeah, I don't want to be here in this household anymore. And I attempted to kill myself. I, you know, I, I slipped my wrist and um, it was uh, it was a call, you know, it was more of a message. Look, I'm not happy. But nobody wanted to hear my hear what was going on inside my head or what was going on inside my heart. You know, um, doctors kept on telling my father, you know, there's nothing wrong with nothing wrong with him. He just doesn't he, he doesn't want to listen to you. Um, he's just being you know, disobedient. And and no, I was a young kid. I was I, I had, you know, I was lonely. I, I felt aban- you know, uh, feelings of abandonment. Um, you know, watching my mother and my two siblings, my brother and sister, just poof, one day move off to Colorado and I'm stuck with my father who wasn't around for the first couple of years of my life. I'm like, this is my family now? Yeah. And that's what does that do to a kid? Right. And that's, that's, you know, kind of an experience. Um, like me personally, my mom left when she was, when she was, when I was 13. Um, and that's, is very similar like to, to my personal journey right now uh, is I've been like searching that feminine or that, that feminine divine connection because for me, man, I was supposed to be dead, stillborn. Um, yeah. And then I was what they call a rhesus baby, not, not like a rhesus peanut butter, but my, my mom's <laughs> blood, my blood didn't match. And so my mom's body actually tried killing me <laughs> during birth. Um, you know, and so then, uh, same thing, like my, my dad was, uh, kind of on the negative side towards my mom's so I didn't have a chance to even develop my own thought process when it comes to women or marriage or relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a lot of that, that dialogue, you know, external and then internal. And then, you know, for me, I just built up this fake bullshit wall that kept everything and everyone out. I, uh, I can, uh, I can relate to that. And, uh, and, you know, they call it, I, I call it the shadow, you know, the shadow effect, you know, it was actually was my gateway book was by Debbie Ford it was called uh-huh. the lighthouse. No, what was it called? It was the, uh, the dark side of the light chasers and it speaks okay. of, of, uh, you know, your shadow and everything that the walls that you built around you and everything that you didn't want to come face to face with. And eventually one day, you know, it just, boom, it piles on you and, it's there in front of you and you don't know what the hell to do with it. And, uh, and I think that day came to about, I would say, I think it was about three years ago, man. Um, we were taking care of my, uh, we were actually, uh, my wife's mother was babysitting for us one day. And, um, you know, we're, I, I smoked marijuana. I'm a, you know, I, I use cannabis or I used to now I'm on a, I'm a felon for, you know, I'm a, on probation. I'm a felon. Um, but, and, uh, one day I came out of my bedroom, man, and with my daughter in my arms, who was, um, I think she was five at the time. And there were SWAT and sheriffs with AR 15s in my hallway pointing at me and, uh, come to find out, you know, she turned me in for smoking and, uh, you know, yeah, I was selling weed, you know, I was, um, it was a lesson. It was a hard lesson to take acceptance on because, at the time when it happened, I didn't think there was any kind of wrongdoing. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, I was smoking weed. I was hanging out with my friends. I, we know we would talk about life. And, you know, I had that positive attitude. And, and I would try to kind of spread that on to my friends. That's who right. I am. And, but it took, you know, it took a little bit of time to realize, you know, 
it's nobody's fucking fault except yours. Mm-hmm. If you weren't fucking smoking weed, she would have never called the cops. Right. It doesn't matter if you're wrong or right, what the hell you believe. The law is the law. And quit fucking playing the, the blame game. Yeah, totally. Totally. Quit playing the blame game. It's not her fault. Right. I, I can blame it on her. I can blame it on the cops. I can blame it on the law. But in the end, it was me. You know, um, and, it, and it, 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 it literally took to me. I was, you know, they came in, SWAT AR-15s, get on the ground, get on the ground. So, you know, I had my daughter in my hands. You know, SWAT came up, took my daughter out of my hand. You know, it was it was all plotted out. My wife's mother had it all planned out. She was going to take my kids, try to get money from the state, long story short. But, you know, CPS came in. CPS took my kids away. Right. You know, I I, uh, I lost my job. Uh, I was locked in jail. I had to bond myself out. Um, and I came home to nothing. Mm-hmm. To nothing, and I was in this empty house. My family was gone. It was just me and my wife, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't know what to fucking do anymore, man. You know, yeah. and I think at that time I I joined the you know Sean Wayland's group, um, okay. uh, Lions Not Sheep. It was I think I was part of the Lions Not Sheep like six months prior to that. So I had a, a lot of you know some wisdom in my mind. But uh-huh. dude, I remember standing and, and you know banging my fucking head against the wall. Like, what the fuck am I gonna do? Screaming and just like throwing shit everywhere, dude. I was I was lost. I didn't know what to do anymore. And I kept on, you know, why me? Why is this? You know, why do they got to come to me? Why did Kathy's mom do this to me? Why, why? You know, and I kept on playing that, you know, that blame game over and over and over yeah. again. And um, one day, dude, I turned YouTube on and I started, Tony Robbins came on. Uh, okay. After Tony Robbins, it was, you know, Les Brown, then Joe, you know, and then Joe Rogan and then Jocko. And then it was... Um, it just it repeated, you know, new people, you know, listen to, 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 um, Oprah to dude. I mean, um, the list goes on, man. And yeah, once started, you go down that rabbit hole, it just like, it expands a whole new world. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, dude, I just, you know, it, it does. It really does. And I just, dude, I just began, began to create an environment, um, finding people on social media. Dude, I have a couple thousand friends, people I don't even know, but people mm-hmm. who I want to be like. Um, and that was the transition to where I had to realize and recognize I had to reprogram myself. Right. This was me. It was me. Well, um, that's what, it, uh, I love, like, you know, in your background, you know, you have the cross hanging there and stuff. Um, that's a whole wall, man. <laughs> it, right. And it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a whole wall. I don't know if you can see it, but the whole bunch of them. Yeah. And what's so awesome about that is like, you know, that that's part of my personal journey, my personal story. Uh, I don't think I've told a lot lately, but you know, we had, um, you know, the, the whole marital issues and stuff. And, and when, for me, there was so many signs around me uh, and there were so many examples that there, there was good examples out there. There was the internet out there. But I never chose, you know, for me, the first 40 years of childhood were the roughest um, on everybody around me, including myself. <laughs> and so once I kind of came to that realization, and so here's here's what happened for me and what I'm kind of seeing in you um, and why I really wanted to have this conversation, because I heard the calling. I didn't know what the calling was. Um, I I thought that I was going to this men's church weekend because I wanted peace and quiet, man. I was just so much chaos in my life and around me. Um, and I thought, man, I'm going to go to, you know, my ego was saying, you're going to this, just get peace and quiet. I go to that and I figure out, and I, I get, a, you know, start learning what true manhood is about. It's about serving, having grace, um, you know, and loving um, all, all of these things. But I also knew like, within a day that I needed new information. Um, so for me, I didn't, I didn't go directly to social media, but I did reach out to a friend and through social media, I just had a conversation yesterday about, about this, that what's so awesome is that when you're intentional with your social media, so like you're talking about depression or marriage, um, you know, we have our group, you know, armored up man, um, and so there's resources and there's ways and places out there that no matter what your 
situation or condition is. There's like a, a community of people that know how you feel because they felt the same way. And you can get in where you fit in, find the right, you know, community that's not just a bunch of bitching and nagging, but actual solid advice, you know, saying, hey, man, this this book helped me. Oh, man, no, yeah. I, I, and so that's why I can, I've seen the look on your face sometimes as you're talking that's like, oh, man, I know exactly how Kyle feels. I'm like, it's the same same way sometimes like, man, I'm just like, I'm in this vacuum. And, you know, the Bible says it can't be a vacuum. We got to fill it with something. Science says you can't have a vacuum. And so that's what I love about what you're doing. And I really want to, you know, honor you and say, man, good job for, you know, pushing forward into that space and saying, okay, man, what, what has, what has happened for the last 20 some years hasn't worked. So now just like I'm equipment operator, I, I'm going to start mm -hmm. building up Kyle. Who, who is, who do I choose for Kyle to be? And man, I just want to say, man, it's a good job. Appreciate it, man. I, I appreciate it. And, and, you know, you know, go, going back to the resources, you know, you know, Tony Robbins always says the resources are out there, but nobody want, wants to be resourceful, you know, resourceful. And it's true. And I think a lot of it comes from not really recognizing your weaknesses and your failures. And, and what's that saying that Will Smith always says? Will Smith says, you know, fall easy. You know, what is it? It's a fail easy, fail often, fail forward. Mm -hmm. and, and I think in it was really hard for me to accept that, you know, all of my lessons that I needed to create who I am was in my fuck ups. That's where yeah. they were at. They were yeah. in my fuck ups as they, they, you know, SWAT keeping in my house and, and me losing my kids. It literally took to me on my knees screaming for help mm -hmm. to realize where the potential and the opportunity and the greatness to be who I wanted to be was at was in my failures. And it takes a strong person to get to that point to quit being the victim to realizing, you know what, I can do this. You know, there is, there is a lot more to life than this and it comes with facing, getting out of that bubble, your comfort zone and, and reaching out to other people. And that's kind of why I really, you know, not too long ago, I kind of reached out to a few people in a different, you know, a few different, you know, um, groups who deal with depression and suicide. You know, I know what it feels like to be alone. Mm -hmm. I, I know what it feels like to to feel like there, there's nobody out there who, who wants to listen to you or who wants to talk to you. Right. And if, you know, I could be that change and, and hold somebody and say, you know what, dude, you're loved. I care about you. I'm here for you. Because I knew what it felt like to feel like that. And I was strong enough to overcome it. If I can, you can. And that's kind of my message in life right now is, is to reach out with people who deal with depression, man. And, and it's, it's always going to be there, but it's, it's that, but you know, those trigger moments and knowing when they're there and accepting when they're in there and accepting where you are and what's happening around you mm -hmm. to get you out of that, to get you out of there. That's, and that's, you know, the whole reason for this page, this movement, the Armored Up Man, um, it's what I've learned about myself is like, wait a minute, you know, there's, it was after I met Sean Whalen in person in uh, 2000. He's a crazy man. He's a crazy guy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's an awesome dude. And I, mm -hmm. I sat there and I, and I watched you know, and it's this process kind of like exactly what you're talking about. I was at the uh, Meltdown in the Desert 2017 and I'm watching these guys, and I'm, just like you, I kind of sat there. I've been on the sidelines, or I've been in the group, and I and I listened to what they talked about. And then I looked at, you know, like Sean Whalen or Ryan Mickler from Order of Man, or you know, the Garrett Wyatt. I've never I've never really studied or looked at any of his stuff, but I I kind of see a similarity from all of them. And it's like man, these guys just take their stories, the stuff they've been through, how they overcame them, and just helping other dudes. And so that's what's awesome. your message, man. It, it is. And it's so awesome that, it, you know, when you look at this thing, like, man, this is meant to equip me, not with me. And yes. it's, it's completely a selfish process and idea. 
and that's okay because mm -hmm. the more that you help people that's what we're here for to serve others that that's why we're here to serve and so if we're serving you know it's it's, it's not you say it's out oh, the goodness of his heart well yeah because it makes his heart feel good <laughs> it's self-serving mm -hmm. to serve others um and so it's kind of by doing these videos or doing interviews you speak it and so that's what i've been seeing on videos kyle like speaking it i can i can what's funny is like when you first start speaking this like you almost have to slow down because you're when you speak it you're actually processing mm -hmm. what you're feeling and you're like wait a minute who's thinking am i actually thinking as i'm talking and yep. your words change and so that's something that i found is like huge and it you know goes back like the four agreements and you know the the words you say um getting clarity and intention are three things that i've found are huge and the way i figured that out is by speaking it yep be impeccable with your word man i think uh, one of the one of the 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 strongest and greatest gifts that god gave us was our word and mm -hmm. they're they're more powerful than i think any human real than any of us realize and i'm a big a believer in quantum healing, mm -hmm. you know, and you know, um, you know, healing ourselves strictly through our thoughts and our beliefs. You know, you, the you know the, the, your beliefs, you know, your thoughts, your thoughts are your emotions, and you act out of your emotions. It's the process, mm -hmm. and it's true, man. When you start changing your beliefs, you begin to you know change your thoughts, and when your thoughts begin to change, your emotions begin to change, and that's when the depression starts going away. But it's all going back to that beginning, the beliefs. I have to change my belief about this. Well, why do I believe about this? It's making me, you know, it's making me thinking like this. I'm thinking like this. I'm feeling like this. I'm acting out on that. Right. And that's when it gets to suicide. All because of what you believe, because of what you're telling yourself, because of what you're thinking. What you're thinking is what you're, you know, you're feeling. And then what you're feeling is what you're acting on. It's the process. And I had to go back and, and you know, and like that video that, that you, I think, kind of triggered you was my inner child, mm -hmm. I think, was. And I kind of work on my own. I, I kind of work by myself. So I do a lot of driving time. And, dude, I'll talk to myself. I have a conversation with myself. If I sneeze, I tell myself, bless you. That's how bad it's getting, <laughs> really. But, um, you know, and the funny thing, man, I used to hate being alone. I was uh -huh. petrified of being alone. And now that I'm alone, I, I just I always want to be alone because that's where my – my my growth comes from is when i'm by myself i am always either listening to different uh youtube pages or mm -hmm. um audio books it's constantly they're constantly playing over and over again dude and i'm constantly feeding my mind i'm, I'm always changing my beliefs i'm always listening to um other people's um um wisdom and what they've learned um you know, if somebody recommends a book, boom, I write that down and I'll order a book like Oprah Winfrey's uh, Gateway book with the seat to the soul. I instantly uh -huh. stopped, stopped it, ordered the book right then and there. Yeah. You know, if I knew if that book could change her life, why can't it change my life? Totally. You know what I mean? Same thing. I've got a list all the time on my phone of what I, especially even like when I'm reading a book, like you mentioned the, you know, the quantum healing and epigenetics mm -hmm. and all that stuff at uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. So if you guys want to Dude, I love that guy. Yes. Yep. Go, go look up some awesome videos. And then if you hit him on YouTube, you'll take it down a rabbit hole. You'll have all kinds of, all yep. kinds of stuff. And, and that goes back to the power of words, you know, especially if, you know, if you're a Bible believing person, you know, everything began with the word when the beginning was the word. And so words matter, man. Um, I was just at an event in Dallas a couple of weeks ago and yep. it was, we're called where, where world changers meet. I know it's easy for me to say, um, but the lady, <laughs> the lady that put it on her, uh, she trademarked the term, you know, word, words are currency and just the power of, of the words. Um, and so I, what, what I'm hearing is kind of also um, part of, of my ideology, I guess you would say of armored up man is that in the beginning, I had this, this, uh, this phase where like, I was like a lost sheep. What I told myself, you know, how men, we talk to ourselves differently. It's like, I felt like a castrated bull because I, mm -hmm. here I was, I had us all this rage and stuff. And I was, man, I knew what the fuck I wanted. And I was going, I knew all this stuff. 
but then when somebody pointed out to me like hey buddy you know there's kind of these things that are you know hurtful or harmful and you know you're not quite as special as you you maybe you thought you were it's like oh man so i've been this way for almost 40 years so how how do i do it's like it's like what do i do with my hands i, I don't know what to do <laughs> so that's when i got to be intentional and choose the inputs the words so there's so if you're watching this or if you get to listen to this on on the podcast there's um, this is something you might want to write down um so if you don't like the results in your life your results come from your actions and you trace it back your actions come from your thoughts and your thoughts come from your inputs hmm. and so go back look at and so that's um, another really good book is um psycho cybernetics by uh, maxwell maltz which is like the um, precursor to sports psychology and he talks about how our brains um actually are just processors and they store everything in video every interaction every everything we read watch or do is stored in video in your mind and so um you know one of the books that helped me with with marriage big time was love and respect and it comes from uh i, I think it's uh, ephesians 5 principles in marriage and it talks about how you know basically whoever is the bigger person closer to god closer to Christ will extend grace and love and won't throw arrows back. And so part of that process is that you can then, instead of being a participant in the bullshit, you can be an observer. And when you start to know who's thinking you're, you're thinking, get a foundation. Kind of step back a little bit. Right. And, and right. you have your armor on, and realize these arrows are not piercing anything. They only pierce mm -hmm. if you allow them into your heart. And so mm -hmm. just like you were talking about earlier, most of the time these acting out is a, man, do you love me? I want somebody to love me. Why doesn't somebody hear me? Mm -hmm. I just want to be heard. And as a real man, we can stand there and take take those blows. I mean, you don't not, you have to be like in an abusive relationship, but understand like if this person is seriously just wanting love, you can look at them, you can you can feel them, and say, man, they just want love, yeah. and figure out a way how to help them feel heard and validated and loved. Yeah, and it's true. And but I think in in from my experience, man from when I was able to offer those experiences, I really had to learn to love myself first. Mm -hmm. Most, most importantly, um, because, you know, I'm a big firm believer is, is you can't love your children. If you don't know, if you can't love yourself first, you can't love anybody. Um, you don't know what love is. You don't know what love is until you authentically give it to yourself. And you know, I believe that, you know, you know, God comes first and then you, you know, you come first. I come first before my wife. I come first before my children because if I can't give it to myself, I mm -hmm. can't truly give it to my family. Totally. As selfish as that sounds, but it wouldn't have allowed me to be able to reach out to these people who do deal with depression, who deal do a, you know, you know, a suicide, and for me to open my arms and to hold them and hug. Dude, I've, I, hug, I hugged a stranger you know, a few days ago, and, and when I actually I got locked up in jail a few days ago, I had a warrant out for my arrest uh -huh. from uh, provoking my probation. And I'm going to be you know, brutally honest. I provoked my probation, got a DWI, and I'm on felony probation. My, mm -hmm. you know, but in this, you know, this young kid, he was lost in jail. He didn't know what to do. He was scared shitless. He was depressed. All he do wanted to like, sleep in bed all day in jail and, and kill himself. It's like, dude, I, really, I went up to him, grabbed him out of his, by his arm, and hugged him. Right. And I said, right. you know dude, it's, it's, life is it, it's okay, man. It's, it really is. You just come recognize where you are right now. Ground yourself. Self-center yourself what's going on right now. And I kind of put myself in what I call this astronaut astronaut view right i kind of sometimes when i those triggers come into play i kind of close my eyes and i zoom myself out from this world visually mm -hmm. as like I'm, I'm i'm out in the universe and i'm looking down and i see okay this dude has a problem that dude has a problem his kid's dying my life is not that bad this dude just got in a car accident he's in the hospital he may not live it's like okay you know what my problem's not that bad mm-hmm Right. It's not that bad. I have this little petty issue 
and and I'm over here thinking about killing myself because of my decisions because of my own mistakes. Mm-hmm. I have no I have no fucking reason to. Why? Totally. Right. You know you know what I mean. And my my one of my favorite sayings, man, is is to find yourself. You have to lose yourself in the service of others. Completely. Completely. That's why. Go ahead. I say, you know, we know, um, we've heard the the saying a lot of times about the lighthouse, you know, be Mm -hmm. the lighthouse. The Bible says the light on the, you know, the light on the mountain, light on the hill. And when you can be. Not the tugboat, be the lighthouse. You can't help other people who don't want to be saved. Right. And that's, that's, that's part of the armor is having that lens and being present wherever you're at. And like, you don't have to save everybody. You know, you can be aware that when somebody is, is coming to you and when they have that conversation, like, Oh, wait a minute. That's why I'm supposed to be right here right now is to connect with this person. Mm-hmm. Law of attraction, man. man yeah. Law of attra- <laughs> that's, uh, that's, um, that, that's something that I fell in love with madly, madly in love with, with law of attraction. And it's something that you don't recognize mm-hmm. when it's happening and mm-hmm. until it really starts truly happening to you, it's like you know, for like you and Eddie, it's like I never once like if you just asked me three years ago, dude, I would have never saw myself at a marketing event in the middle of the desert in Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> that was not the Kyle a few years ago. Right. You know what I mean? I would have not have been going to this business, you know, these business seminars. That, that's not me. But dude, it literally took me changing who I was. It took me getting rid of a lot of old friends not removing you know removing myself from them mm-hmm. you know they're still my friends i still love them and i see joanna's on here i love you joanna but it let me it, it it took you know it took myself from mentally removing myself from that environment and mm-hmm. placing myself into an environment that i wanted to be surrounded by and to say you know i want to be like him i see sean whalen you know, I like the way he, I want to be like Sean, you know, mm-hmm. it's not, you know, it's not the things he has in life, but it's the direction he's headed. Right. That's, that's going to get me out from where I am now. Mm-hmm, totally. You no. Know? So, um, and it's, uh, it's, it's still a journey, man. It's, uh, in the process, the process, it, it fucking sucks. It's long. <laughs> It's been now a few years, and I'm like, dude, why am I not where I want to be? Why am I not a millionaire yet? But uh-huh. it literally took me from me and my wife making over $100,000 a year together, losing everything that we had, mm-hmm. to making half of what we made, to struggling to stay alive. But my, my head's above water. I'm still breathing. And I wake up every day in gratitude, being thankful for what I have. Mm-hmm. And that's what keeps me going, man. And that's, and that's, that's like the master key to the whole system is feeling the gratitude, even in like the hard times, the struggles, the fights, the man being broke, whatever it's the gratitude, because that's the lesson that we asked for. It's like, man. And and so I I don't know. um, uh, Neil Donald Walsh is another one that I like to listen to. Um, he talks about conversations with God and basically he sa- he says, God only says yes. That's all he ever says is yes. And whether we verbally speak it or it's something that we feel intentionally, you know, internally. And it's like, you think about every situation in our life. It's like, that's another piece of armor that has equipped me with a tool to help myself first to overcome, to become the man that I am. And now that's another piece of armor, another tool for me to go help other men. Yep. Um, and so it's, it's so awesome when you, can, when you can have gratitude for every flat tire, broken pipe, whatever it is. It's like, man, what, what right now, everything is perfect. Everything's fine. I'm not dying. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's every right now is all we have, all there yep. ever is. Um, everything is perfect. You gotta fall. You have to fall in love with your struggles. You have to fall in love with mm-hmm. your failures. And I think that was a big turning point in my life was literally dude, 
you know, finding every opportunity in my failure. Why is this happening? You know, seeking the, the positivity in my failures, you know, like me getting a DWI um, um, on my, while I was on probation. And that was, that happened a few months ago, but it's, if it wasn't for that failure and me having that head on collision, I made a post about that. If it wasn't me having that head on collision with that failure and saying, damn, this shit just fucking happened. This is real. Mm -hmm. I, I have to, I have to recognize that why that happened. What is the opportunity? What is the positivity that came out of this situation? And I can go on a different path because if I would have never came face to face with that situation, Mm-hmm. Guess what? what guess what would have happened? I would have been heading down that same direct path. So I, I really, I, I came in love, and I mean in love with my fuck ups and my failures because they help mold me into that that person that I want to be in in my near future. Well, and in the bottom line, it may not even be about you. Think you know, and that's why I found mm-hmm. like think about the guy in jail that you were there. You know, yep. it's, it's, I can't remember how I said it, but, you know, every, someone somewhere is praying for the answer that we have. Mm-hmm. And part of knowing who's thinking you're thinking is being aware when you are, the, when you're present and when you have the answer. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's, that's part of, uh, just part of, you know, what I've kind of been internalizing, what I've been, been setting the foundation of what armored up man is all about and it's you know truth honor and legacy what is your truth getting into knowing who's thinking are you thinking digging into that foundation uh, any empire is built on a solid foundation of knowing why you believe what you believe what you stand for um, and then honoring that man what 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 do i believe um that's the hard part that's hard it's hard it's hard honoring your fuck-ups dude it's hard honoring your failures dude Mm -hmm. it's not it's 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 not easy easy but it it took to me it took me getting to that point to waking up out of my bed one day and looking around it's like dude my fucking family's gone my -hmm. brand new truck my wife's brand new car we i had a brand new 2015 you know power stroke my wife had a you know a sixty thousand dollar car and it just, dude, it just started going away slowly but surely. Right. And it, but it took everything that I had walking out of my life and realizing I've got to change. Mm-hmm. I have to change. I can't continue down that path. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't. It's it's not it's not going to lead me anywhere, dude. And. And that's when it goes back to falling in love with your failures. Yeah, I had to come face to face with it. You know what, Kyle? It was you. It was you. It was you who had the weed. It was you who was selling the weed to your friends. It was you smoking the weed. It was all you. It was you giving your attention to your friends instead of your wife and your kids. It was you who fucking made your wife want to cheat on you. It was you who felt your kids feel like they didn't have a father because they saw their father spend more attention with his friends and then his own kids when he was, all they wanted was their dad. Totally. But that's what I knew because that was the environment I grew up in. Mm-hmm. I grew up on the, on a ghetto part of Austin, you know, in, in the ghetto ghetto. And I mean, ghetto, the ghetto is part of, you know, of Austin. I remember drug dealers living in my bedroom, dude. I remember when I was a little kid, I remember sleeping on the floor and a box fan blowing on me on, on a mattress. And this, these the cokeheads and meth heads dealing drugs at my house. My mom can pay bills. Right. That was the life I grew up. That's what I knew. That's what I was used to. That's what I programmed myself to be because that's who that's all I knew. And I thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. I remember constantly, you know, having to always knock on my father's door to try to get my father's attention when he was in his back bedroom with his wife and me and my stepsister, you know, my stepsister are having their fin and cook dinner for ourselves. That's all I knew. Mm-hmm. It, but it took everything. I, it took me losing everything to realize this is not the life that I wanted. I have to turn it around. I can't be the, I can't keep on blaming my father and, and, and everybody else for where I'm at in life. And Forgiveness, man. I had to forgive everybody. That's awesome. I had to forgive. I, I had to fuck. I had to forgive my dad. You know, for everything that you know, um, the relationship that him and I lost together growing up as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to forgive my mom 
for not being financially wealthy enough to her having to take off to Colorado to start her new life. Mm-hmm. I had to, I had to let it all go, man. And it was, it was for my own peace for myself so I can continue forward in life, man. Man, it is amazing the instant like gratification, forgiveness, <laughs> hands out, man. Um, yeah, it's even, powerful. It is, even it's arguments powerful. and disruptive kids or whatever in the family, like I, I, I won't say it to them. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be said to them, but just the conversation, like you said, with yourself, like, man, I forgive them. And actually, you know, I, I thank them because they made me who I am. They helped develop me. And it yeah. turns back around to that gratitude. It's like, man, they showed me what I don't want to be. They showed yeah. me what I don't want. Now I get to choose what I want. Yep. Um, yep. So. When, when you can begin to, 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 to see the beauty in that, man, that's the turning point. And that was the turning point in my life. I looked at my father and I see where he's at in life. I'm like, I don't want to be like that. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, uh, a, you know, a smart man learns from his own mistakes, but a wise man learns from his own, but also the mistakes of others. Yep, absolutely, man. My my kids, if you ask them what's the best mistake, they'll tell you somebody else's. <laughs> yep, and it's true. Like my 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 friend Casey Turner on here, dude. You know, he he took me in. You know, years ago, me, my wife, and my kid. Mm-hmm. And it took me to be being a piece of shit fucking friend and treating his household with disrespect. For him to kick me back out of his house and saying, you know what, dude, you're fucking selfish. Mm-hmm. All you do is you care about yourself. But it was those little moments that I look back now on. I'm like, damn, that dude was right. That friend made me who I am now. And I love you, Casey. But, you know, it was the the brutally, the, the honest people, dude, who will change your life. And you got to be able to accept that critical criticism. Mm-hmm. That critical criticism will change your life if you can just, poof, okay, this dude's right. Yeah. Instead yeah. of, eh, fuck you. I don't want now, now, now. You know, it's, you know, whatever. You, you know, you're wrong. You know, and start this kind of, then once you start doing that, you kind of walk away. It's like, maybe that dude was right. <laughs> yeah, you know? totally. So anytime, anytime, you know, anything's like going on at work, you know, I always, always ask, you know, it's like, be honest with me. Like, what are what are areas? What's going on that I can do to improve my performance, and what can I can do to add more value? You know, at, at the marketplace, at my work. You know, mm-hmm. where are my weak points at? Be honest with me. Don't don't bullshit around the corner with me. Be honest. Like I want your honesty, and it, it's when you can begin to accept the critical criticism, it will mold you into the person you want to be. But yeah. it all comes with that first step, dude. Acceptance, man. You gotta accept it. Uh, that's a hundred percent. I call it ownership. Instead of ownership, it's just own your shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, man, it's getting late here. Um, I know if you, uh, if you're like me, a little special wind down time with with the wife. So, as mm-hmm. man, as we wrap up here, um, what's what's you know one parting shot that you want to uh, leave with everybody? Man. Um... <sighs> Accepting your failures. Seriously, man. Accepting your failures. It, it will turn your life around. Recognizing your weak points. Quit telling yourself that no, no, um, it's, it's it's I'm not weak there. I I can I'm fine where I'm at now. Um, and it's something that I'm still working on, you know. Um, but it's it's getting that little seed in your mind and planting that seed Mm -hmm. of accepting your failure and that tree will soon begin to blossom and you'll get to where you need to be, but you have to accept your failures. And it was the hardest thing I I ever had to do, man. It really was. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Man, I really appreciate your time. Kyle. I really appreciate you sharing this. That's, that's the whole point of this journey on this ball of dirt through space, man, is to uh, experience things and then share and, and help other people with, with those experiences. And um, that's that's what this Armored Up Man community page, if you are listening to this on the podcast, um, there is a Facebook group. Uh, on, this is being recorded on a Facebook page, Armored Up Man, at Armored Up Man. 
um, where you know the, the Facebook groups a closed group where we have some fun goof around but we also get in there with some stories and, and a place where it's a private community so that you can come in and talk openly so basically the walls are closed to the outside world and you come in and talk about the stuff in manhood and it's one of those things where we're going to say do you just want to talk about that or do you want some help with that mm. um and so yeah. we can come in and say hey man i know how you feel i felt the same way this is what helped me um yeah and so no definitely dude i appreciate you you know for creating that community and allowing to you know build that environment to to have other people come into and and you're you know what you're doing i think can change a lot of people's lives and um being vulnerable and um you know i think other people's stories really inspired me mm-hmm. you know like sean Wayland's, like yours eddie's um um you know colby's you know uh, everybody down at the meltdown all their stories it's like Wow, we're not alone. And if we can begin to put ourselves in that community and and build each other, that's how we change the world. That's how we be the change, you know. Um, and you, you know, I, you have to want the change, and you have to be the change, and be a part of the change. And it all begins with the community and environment. And I really do appreciate what you're doing. Man, that is my pleasure. <laughs> totally my pleasure, brother. Um, so thank no, you for coming on tonight and. Everybody, thank you for watching this. Watch this live. Thank you for um, finding us on the podcast and you know do whatever the like, share, uh, stars, whatever, whatever the hell everybody always asks for. We all. So thank you so much, Kyle. Thank you, Kyle's wife. I, I guess I don't know your wife's name. Thank you for the time tonight. Um, yeah, she she's out back. She's out back. Yeah. Um, so thank you for your time. Thank thank you, Kyle, brother yeah. man. I appreciate you. Love you, man. Have a good night. Yeah. Love you too, buddy. Later.